This is the hardcore icon of Self the Sandman. So if you want to be extreme, you want to get a little hardcore, you want to listen to Wrestling Paradox Podcast, baby. Peace. I'm out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back inside the Wrestling Paradox Podcast. And oh my God, I say it every week and I keep on repeating it. And Chris, we have another amazing show lined up. For we do wonderful fans. Uh, it might it might get a little controversial. Might get a little controversial. Uh, <laughs> you always throw the little quips in there. I just every time, every time. Ladies and gentlemen, the show is brought to you by M and J Ecological 305-697-2258. Uh, Marcus is standing by waiting for your phone calls. Any pest control needs that you may have, go ahead and reach out to Marcus 305-697-2258. Make sure to get rid of any invasive species such as iguanas, lizards, snakes, whatever you got, he gets rid of it. Toads, everything. Um, make sure you guys reach out to CCWFL on Twitter. That is Coastal Championship Wrestling. They are one of the last remaining territories in Florida. Uh, so if you, again, like I've always said, if you're a wrestler and you want to be a wrestler, you go to Florida. That's just, you come to Florida and you become a, re- I don't know. I, I don't know how it works. You so, go to California, you go to California to become an actor. You come to Florida to learn how to wrestle. See, there you go. And um, <clears throat> we got a true, uh, a true Miami residence in the building tonight she is the third member of controversial inc she is the sixth sense of controversial inc and she is the kendo stick queen ladies and gentlemen that is la brava la brava welcome to the podcast i'm so glad that somebody mentioned kendo stick queen because that's one i'm known for and hold one second what are you wearing right now me what am i yes you Oh shit. Um okay, this isn't a PG-13 show and might I remind you that is the same guy who I smacked the living daylights out of and he could tell you the story. I left him a cut open right over here just be- just from a palm. So if you could gladly, you know, discard that grotesque um, shirt, yeah. maybe put something a little bit more appropriate for this show, that would be great. Yeah, I I'll be back. Chris, say hello. Well, that was awkward. I'm actually very excited to have you on the show. I think you're one of the top female uh, wrestlers in Florida and also managers in Florida. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I pride myself a lot in my work and it's all thanks to the guys of Controversial League. They really push me far. They push me hard. They motivate me to be better every single day. I'm a little bit of a brat sometimes, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. They put up with me. They put up with me very well, but, uh, Hey man, you put in the work and just let everything else work its magic. So all right, I'm I back. Train hard. I'm back. Okay, I like Wait. that. It, we now we're looking a little bit more unbiased. I like that. Unbiased. So you see, now we can be friends. I just want a nice clean match. That's all I want. Okay, okay, that's, <laughs> cool. that's cool with me. That's cool. All right, La Brava, ladies and gentlemen, the Kendo Stick Queen. What is going on, La Brava? How have you been? Busy schedule busy schedule actually in about three days i'm gonna be flying out to noble illinois which is kind of like on the outskirts of chicago i want to say a little bit more further south of chicago uh to wrestle for a company up there and i'll be going up against a very competitive woman up there who holds the title which of course maybe i'll just be coming to collect some more gold Mm, so what company is that 
Uh, zero One USA. Oh, I've heard of Zero One. I thought you were going to be wrestling for um, SCW. We just had James Creed um, from SCW on the show last week. Really? Well, you guys, if you know, if you guys do want me somewhere, just at me <laughs> or at the company, maybe you'll see me there. Definitely, definitely. Uh, we could we can give James Creed a call. He's uh, he's tied in with CCW and uh, as well as you. So we'll definitely do what we can to link the two together. Um, awesome. So. What I wanted to talk to you about was now, hold on, because I saw a picture that you posted uh, back to zero, uh, your zero one wrestling. Uh, is that a war games match? Is that I'm yes, seeing? well, it's uh, the entire it's a war games event. I'm sure maybe probably all the matches are going to be like a war games thing. But I'm not too sure. So uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys are doing anything on Saturday, but you guys should probably book yourselves a ticket over there to see me win that chance. <laughs> We would love to, but uh, with our ties to CCW, we have uh, Bash at the Brew. Uh, that's, okay. that's okay. Well, if anything, you guys can go ahead and download it online. You know, the internet has its magic nowadays. It definitely does. It definitely does. Um, I will tell you that me and Chris went to MLW, and they had a War Games event, and uh, they went back and forth. Uh, left ring, right ring, left ring, right ring. Isn't it crazy? It's such a crazy yeah, concept. But it was so only, cool. only, only, the, only the main event used both rings. Mm-hmm. They were going, you know, there was a match in that ring. Then there was a match in this ring. I kind of wish they integrated both rings at the same time in all the matches, but it wasn't what I guess they were going for. But uh, with Bash at the Brew coming up this week, what I wanted to talk to you about was your match that you had. You had a singles match at Bash at the Brew 2 against, I believe her name was Zulu. Uh, yes. I'm not really sure. And, uh, I, I, yeah, she's she was badass. It was the first time I've ever seen her. And I love the indie scene in South Florida. But let me tell you something. With you and her in that ring and that Miami crowd, yo, they were going nuts for La Brava yeah. in Miami. It was ridiculous. Like, I, I've seen a lot of crowds, and I'm like, all right, they're behind this person. They're really, yo, La Brava, you had them hooked in Miami. They knew <laughs> from. Oh man, that's that's my hometown crowd. It, it like I think I think this could this this just goes a little bit further into explaining like anybody from any state and it goes into like big companies, smaller indie companies, big indie companies, whatever may have you. You're working your hometown crowd, own it, eat it up, you know, be happy where you came from. I'm happy where I came from. So a lot of people um, might or might not know this. I was loudly and super, super proudly born and raised in Miami. And I used to hang out in Hialeah all the time. I used to hang out, throw a couple little things over there, um, uh, over like by downtown Miami, over by Bird Road, Calle Ocho. I have childhood memories of these places. And I remember I was actually going, uh, driving around Miami and uh, the guys actually took me out to lunch over at Miami Subs. And yes. I love that spot. I was like, this place still exists. This is great. Yes. I popped when you put it on Facebook. I was like, yo, they have the best gyros ever. <laughs> I love that spot. If you guys know Miami Subs, it's like mm-hmm. one of the best spots in Miami. It's amazing. Yes, definitely. Um, wrestling Zulu was, in, and especially in front of that crowd, like that energy, that crowd, I absolutely loved that crowd. It was great hearing them say 305, like those chants were bizarre. Yes. And it was almost hard not to focus on that because Zulu has like this really intense stare when she comes out of the curtains and she's just like, it's like she's piercing through your soul. And I'm just here like, <laughs> All right, like, are you gonna blink? Are you like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. 
And the crazy part was there was four kids, four, I don't want to say kids, but they were younger. You could tell they were early 20s, 21, 22. And uh, they were just hyping up that crowd the entire time for LaBrava. And she yes. kept popping. She kept inside. I, I know she didn't want, I know LaBrava didn't want to show it, but she kept popping inside. She was like, she kept looking at him like, yeah, yeah come on, give it to me. She kept hulking I, up on him. It was great. Yes, I just wanted to take that crowd in because it's like, a lot of people like, okay, we're over there to wrestle and everything, but we're wrestling in front of a crowd. These people paid money. They paid their well-earned money to see a match. And I want to go ahead and give my hometown crowd, more importantly than anything, a good stellar match that they can be like, wow, LeBrava did a good job. Or even, I'll even give Rizula credit because she did an amazing job in the match too. Good. She came just a little bit short because, you know, I'm always one step ahead of people. But that's <laughs> besides the point. That's besides the point. We put on a good match. It was great. And people were very supportive, even though I was the one over there, you know, with the little tricks up my sleeve and what have you. They were they were eating it up and they were happy. They were happy with what they saw. They came to the merch table, bought a couple of things. A couple of things were actually, uh, I had to ship a couple of things out because I didn't have certain sizes on my shirts and stuff like that. And I feel like it was just, even now, I just can't even find the words to really describe like Bash at the Brew. That was just amazing. It was an amazing feeling, unforgettable. Awesome. You know, they always say the atmosphere and audience is what makes the match. Correct. I completely agree. I always feel like if you're wrestling in front of a dead crowd, it's kind of hard to like get into the match and like wrestle and everything. And it's like, damn, when is this match going to run? Like, when is this match going to end? You know what I mean? And you don't want that as a performer, as a wrestler, you don't want that. You know, you want to give the crowd something good. And the more that they hype it up, the more that they're behind you, even better. Now, I will say this. It is up to you to hype up that crowd. It is solely up to you. So it's not really just up to them. Because if they think that the match is boring, that's a problem. And right. you need to fix it right away. I always say, read the crowd read the crowd as best as you can and just give it your all they paid money why not give them something that they want to see why just be there and be like all right well i'll do that pa, 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 do this pa, pa, pa. no push yourself push yourself to the limit you'd be surprised what you do in matches when you ride off of the adrenaline from the fans yeah whether it's a boo or a cheer as long as they're making noise oh please boo me like chase me out with pitchforks throw torches at me i don't care <laughs> We actually did. We did boo you one of our first nights seeing Controversial Inc. at uh in Port St. Lucie. Yep. I remember your we face. We were going at you. So and then you were coming back at us. We were loving it. All right. So that was the thing. So we we are fans at the end of the day. Before mm. we got in like this behind the curtain kind of deal and you know, speaking with the owners of CCW and the talent of CCW, we were fans. And even at that Port St. Lucie show, we were still kind of fans. So, and especially in that type of an environment where there's no locker room, we really didn't have a spot to hang out with anybody. It was, all right, let's go in the crowd and enjoy the show. And we did. And when you guys came out, we were going at you so hard we, and you gave it right back to us tenfold. And it was amazing to have that feeling still. Cause you know, we had James Creed on last week and James Creed gave an elbow drop that made us pop like no tomorrow. But the thing is, is we don't get that often. Mm-hmm. And when we do yeah. get that, we really appreciate that. We we hold it in because we're like, oh, it's such a great feeling to have that back. And you gave that to us. So thank you for that. That that was an awesome moment. You're very welcome. I know how to do my job properly. <laughs> <laughs> Make me take <laughs> off my shirt. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> well, you were, I don't care what I 
too. See? <laughs> so my next question is, you know, you talked about crowd and, and, and giving matches and giving the crowd what they deserve. You've had a series of matches with the likes of Roma and Marina Tucker. Which, by the way, um, I think my nails are all intact. I'm not bitching about my nails or anything like that. I think, uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, I got, I got all my nails over here. And even if they were broken, oh, freaking well, honey, this is wrestling. This ain't ballet. <laughs> All right. If you guys don't, pop again. Yeah. If you guys don't realize, she's dating back to uh, Marina's interview that she did with us. Yeah. Uh, Marina was a little upset about her nails. So uh, there you go, Marina Tucker. <laughs> I'm still coming after that CCW Women's Championship at some point. I'm well, not done with her. Well, that, I am that's, not done with Marina. That's what I wanted to get into is at the um, anniversary show, you guys had the ladder match. Yes. Probably as a live ladder match. I've seen a couple of live ladder matches. That was probably one of the best that I've seen. It, everything was done to a T. Everything was done, you know, and set up perfectly. I mean, there were some iffies, you know, but you guys told the story and you guys finished the story. You mean that table at the end? Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that was I wasn't getting to that point, but <laughs> as soon as you set it up and I saw I saw it stand straight up, I go, uh oh. That's not going That's to not work. <laughs> yeah, go, that uh funny story. Um like right at right at that very last part, right when um I ate the table because actually that was an I am the table moment. So yep. if for anybody out there that's creative with the internet. I am the table. That was the perfect moment. But um, <laughs> at that moment, she legitimately, like, I bounced back. Then she kind of bounced off of me, and I could hear her say, motherfucker. So <laughs> it, was, oh. it, was a, it was a great match. Um, I'll be the first one to admit it was a little nerve-wracking. I was very nervous in the beginning because it was my first ladder match. Uh, I've done hardcore matches before. I've done street fights and everything like that. Hence the candlestick queen uh, monarch, but um, which fits you really her. well. I, I gotta throw out there that fits you amazingly. The candlestick queen, that. so I'll be bringing a candlestick over to CCW very soon, by the way. Um, but it was very nerve wracking because ladder matches there's a lot of things that can go wrong in a ladder match, a lot. So, mm -hmm. uh, I but I still wanted to put up a really good. Uh, match between the three of us and we did exactly just that we gave it our all we pushed ourselves to our limits we surprised each other with things that were like oh okay cool so like are we gonna die today okay i guess we're gonna die cool <laughs> not a problem um but it was great and i'll give the girls credit where credit is due they did an amazing job i think the three of us really killed it out there and the crowd was really eating up the entire match from top to bottom and uh, I loved it, except for one critical detail. So a lot of people always tell me, but Brava, uh, the, the, the guys are always helping you out and everything. Let, let, me, let me reiterate a couple of things because this ties into the ladder match because um, uh, I don't believe the, the guys have ever come to one of my matches to actually help me win or retain a title. Uh, might I remember, because that's not how I won my OCW Women's Championship. 
or my POW Women's Championship for that matter. But here comes Marina and her little entourage of uh, twins, the Go Hard Life twins. I can't even figure out the way that they do their like crazy dance in the beginning of matches or when they're making their entrance and everything. Nice and flashy, but you had to have those two bimbos come out to rescue you and help you win your title, your title? When was this ever your title? Just because you carried the women's division for some odd years or what have you, doesn't mean that, that that that's your title. You were a proud representative of that title, but it's not yours. If it switched over to Roma's hands at some point, you lost it. That was never yours to begin with. So just saying, I never needed help to win any of my titles. Just saying, just saying. I don't wow. need people to do my dirty work. Wow. That is such an open-handed slap promo. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, good job. You you possessed it. You held on to the belt. Good job. <laughs> but you gave it up at some point. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I mean, who knows? Maybe Marina's keeping it nice and warm for me. Who knows? Oh. Maybe I'll be Bravo three belts at some point. Oh, Rava three belts. Oh, Christy, I fought for three weeks to get her on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine having the both of us on your show at one point, the both of us. Oh, That'll be no. never ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, so I wanted to ask you, you, uh, you cut a promo uh, probably about four months ago uh, with OCW. Um, and you said everybody wants an open invitation to Controversial Inc. Yes. Is that the statement on the block? Is Controversial Inc. the hottest thing going right now that everybody wants to be a part of? Uh, everybody wants to have their merchandise. Everybody wants to be in the group. Who you Obviously, you, Salazar, and Mr. C are Controversial Inc. But you, you said people want to get in the group. Who are those people? Who's knocking on the door to be a part of Con? Because wherever Controversial Inc. goes, gold seems to follow. So at some point, the three of us collectively, we had like 14, 16 belts. It's crazy. It's crazy. But how do we become controversial? (laughs) (laughs) You see, there's there's we literally and I'm not even exaggerating, like almost on a weekly basis, we have people telling us, what does it take to be in controversial? And we're like, really? Really? You have to ask, you can't be in it. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, and like, we have people like wrestlers that come up to us and they're like, hey, well, well what about like integrating like a fourth member and blah, 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 blah. And we're like, no, no, we're <laughs> fine exactly the way that we are. So applications are like permanently closed right now. I was the last member which I don't know if people know, but I was actually the last member of Controversial Link. Because Controversial Link actually originated. Uh, Mr. C, if you ever have him on the show, he could tell you the entire backstory of Controversial Link. But, oh, over here in the, yeah. but over here in the US, it was originally him and Salazar that started Controversial Link. And then months later, I got added into it. And it was literally like the, the perfect cherry to the top of a cake. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys work very well together. Um, yeah, all three. You, yeah, yeah. Whether it's a mixed tag match, whether it's just a tag match, and you're on the outside, you know how to get the eyes of the attention of the referee or get the eyes of the opponents, so that Mister Mister C and Salazar can get the upper hand. Of course, I'm the sixth sense for a reason. I earned that name, and that's another thing. 
I earned it. I don't have to call myself a queen because if you have to call yourself something, then that means you're not really a queen or you're not really X, Y, Z at all. Shots fired. Shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) But we work very well together. And I love, I love that everything, even from day one, even from the very first day that we all came together as a group, uh, or the first day that Controversial Link as a trio was born, it was organic. It was natural. We didn't have to be like, do this, do this. We didn't have to do anything like that. It was literally it was like as if we've been traveling together for years we were like old friends Mm -hmm. and that nowadays maybe back in the day was a little bit you know and not that it was easier because i will never say that but maybe it was a little bit more manageable to do but nowadays that type of magic is super hard to do to replicate anything in between it is super super hard so i'm very grateful that i get to travel with, with these guys and i get to uh, harden, uh, harness my craft a little bit more and be better because of them. So they always tell me you put in the work and I put in a lot of work, my meal preps, going to the gym, uh, never missing a day in training and stuff like that. But I really owe it to them because they really, they're hard on me. They're hard on me, but for very, very good reasons. So, and they make me a better professional wrestler every single day. Uh, look at how the success that they've had and look at the craftsmanship that they put into the ring and the move set and how fluid it is. Like like Joe touched on when we saw you for the first time in Port St. Lucie, I turned to him and I said, these guys are very fluid in the ring. Like they just, there's no low spot. It's always either even keel, like machinery, like, okay, we got to do this, 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 and this, or just rise. You know, there's no, no in the middle. And um, almost comparable to, I know you're not going to like this, but the midnight tribe and sage scott and jake oh Patrick. god those guys oh my god i wonder how many more times we're gonna see them in our path like <laughs> they they're just like rabid dogs and it's like until you give them like a rabies shot or you euthanize them they're never gonna go away they're always there it's annoying always having them there always like well we want an upgrade we want to do this well we want we, we, we're gonna wrestle today get out of our path you guys are, are, are you guys are just dust you guys are just collecting dust we're done with you guys why are you guys coming back for more punishment to make yourselves look like fools like idiots really get out of here come on stop embarrassing yourselves come on <sighs> I'm just St. Patrick, your turn, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but um, not, not to take any credit away. They're great people. They're great wrestlers and everything, but come on, guys. Yeah, so they're like, not controversial, Inc. now. No, <laughs> um, they're not. So one thing that makes you different is you're a manager, yes, but you're also a, a wrestler. You are you are honing both crafts, like, perfect. Like, you don't see people like Eric Christopher – going in and having a match unless it's for the 24 seven title, but he's managing, you can manage one match and then with controversial link, and then you can go out there and defend the title. Like that's something you had different about you. Like certain female uh, managers, when I was growing up, such as Sonny or Sable, they, they were the divas. They, they weren't wrestlers. They weren't performers. You have something different. I think right now, 2021 is the perfect spot for a La Brava in the indie scene, you are like tearing everything up from WXW. I mean, I know you guys will probably have WWC at some point. 
Um, I don't know if that's already happened with Mr. C and his traveling. I know that guy has been all over the place for years, but like controversial ink falls perfect for 2021 in the indie scene in Florida. Seems like a perfect fit. I think you guys, they always say someone's ahead of their time or they weren't at the right time. You guys are like the perfect fit for right now. I think that everything that's happened to us and leading up to the point that we are right now, um, great timing. And I feel like all the mishaps that have happened that led us to this point happened for a reason. Maybe we just weren't meant to be in a particular sp uh, place at a particular time for God knows what reason. Uh, but we we have a couple of things with Puerto Rico in the works. I know one company in particular uh, with Ground Zero uh, over in Puerto Rico, which I'll be going up against a very, very famous Puerto Rican wrestler over there. She is known for some of the most insane wrestling matches in her career. The boys are going to be going up against a great legendary tag team over there that they just don't know how to keep their mouths shut. And they're just asking for a throat punch and more specifically a bitch slap. And um, we, it's, it's just crazy. Like uh, speaking, at least on my part, I try to find like a perfect balance because I don't want people to think, oh, she's just a manager. Cause there's certain places where the guys will wrestle and I'll just be on the sidelines, but I'll be, you know, helping the boys or I'll be doing X, Y, Z. And if I don't wrestle, I'll make the most out of what I can as a manager. However, I do want to go on record that say, and say, I am not a full-time manager. I manage mm -hmm. when I have to, mm -hmm. uh, but more importantly than anything, I'm a professional wrestler and I'm ready to kick anybody's ass. I don't care who it is guy or girl. Cause I've done intergender matches in the past before and I'm ready for any challenge. So ready for anybody. You are Will Austin? Is your comment? <laughs> I'll take the king of flight too. Heck, I'll take anybody. I'll take Jake St. Patrick. I'll take Will Austin. I'll take everybody. I'll take anybody. I don't care who you put in front of me. Will Austin, Jake St. Patrick, LaBrava, triple threat. Book it. I'm down for that. Let's do it. I'm so. Oh, you know what? Actually, you, you substitute um, Sebastian Cage instead of Will Austin. Ah, uh, I like Sebastian. Okay, I can get down with that. Okay, yeah. okay. I can get down with that. I can get down with that. He can do some crazy stuff. So, uh, but here's the thing: the higher they fly, the harder they, they fall. fall. And yep. I love to stop those that think that they can fly, because once those those once those wings are clipped, that's it. It's game over. It's game over from there. Gotcha. Well, here inside the paradox, I want to move into the next segment, and this is our one-word association game. Oh, so I'm going to give you a list of wrestlers. This is our best. This is our favorite part of the show. This is the favorite part of the show. Yeah, because it's never just one word. It's always. Well, it's not only that. It's just um the squirminess and the the anxiousness because they don't know. You know, our guests don't know how to you know, put the word together or, or what to think, or they get cringy worthy. And it's like, Oh, it's, it, we always laugh. So I'm kind of all over. I'm kind of all over the place with this list. I actually, uh, I asked my, uh, my producer for this list. Uh, Cause I, I, he's a CCW guy. So he knows who to give me. Um, and surprisingly enough, it's no CCW. View. Well, one, I'm going to give you one CCW person. Now I want one word association with. So we'll start with the first one, and she is recently on her, right now, her retirement uh, run, and that is Jazz. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Very nice. Phenomenal. 
we are going to move into Victoria. Mm, if I could say it in Spanish, una bestia. She is great. I loved her growing up as a kid. I loved her. Lita. Unique. Very. Very yeah. unique. A lot of people didn't know she had her time in ECW. There was a brief moment there where she was in ECW. Nobody really knew about it. Very, very briefly, unless you were like a super diehard ECW fan, I don't think anybody would have remembered. Miss Congeniality with Danny Doring? Come on. <laughs> no, one, no one remembers that. <laughs> Thunder Rosa. Whoa. Challenge. A challenge. I would absolutely love to face her in the ring one day. Would love to. She's... If you see what she's doing on TV right now, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And I I feel like she's one of those people in the women's uh, in the women's division in just professional wrestling as a whole that if you wrestle her, it's more like, okay, let me see if I can wrestle up to that level. Like, let's see if I can handle it. Because a lot of people are way in over their heads and there's nothing wrong with confidence. I'm a very confident person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say that I will be cocky maybe i am maybe i'm not i'll leave it to people because it's an opinion at the end of the day but i feel like it's not cockiness it's confidence see yes exactly but i feel like you have to have a certain level of cockiness i feel like you have to in this business um and i feel like wrestling somebody like thunder rosa that that could that could take you to super new heights that could push you beyond your limits and again that adrenaline that you get it's like okay I know that she's done this and this and this. I have to, I have to keep up. I have to, you know? So I feel like, again, a challenge. She's definitely a challenge in my books. All right. I got two more for you. I thought you're better. Your next one better be that. Let me throw one in there. Eva Lee. She's legitimately one of my dream matches. And I just said this in another podcast that I did yesterday. Uh, for the Fuka Wrestling Podcast uh, over in Puerto Rico, they uh, they asked me what I thought of her, and I literally said, "Yeah, like she's on my list to have a dream match with." So, oh, real quick, I want to ask you, what do you think of all this heat coming down on her right now? And you know, she just got released from AEW, and people are kind of going at her a little bit, and it's kind of weird uh, because there was a whole thing of her uh, relaxing in the ring with Thunder Rosa. And uh, they they really got into it. What are your thoughts on that, you know, situation with Ivelisse? Wow, you really like putting people on the spotlight, don't you? No, I I actually (laughs) wasn't going to ask about Ivelisse because I recently reached out to her about an interview uh, because she is, you know, released and things like that. But, you know, I didn't know you were a fan of her uh, in that such way. So if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. (laughs) I I have no problem editing it out. I can give you you this, like, um, obviously – Unless we're either Thunder Rosa or Ivelisse, nobody knows exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, and this just is just general in wrestling, if you don't know what happened, stay out of it instead of giving all these Thank opinions because you. you know how people are. And they're like, well, a person A said this. Well, person B said this. Oh, so you're siding with this person? No, I didn't say that. And then it starts becoming a whole meticulous, like toxic circle of he said, she said this and that. And it is ridiculous. Just if you're not part of the situation, shut up. 
don't well, opinionate about it. That's you know? I'm so happy you said that because not, I know she's not one of your favorite people, but and I'm still going back to my one word association game. We're not done with that. I have two more people. However, <laughs> uh, are you're one of your one of your non favorite people, Ref Amy? Uh, she um, that girl, God. that girl. She that actually girl. just posted something on Facebook today, and I, I really stood behind it and. It, along the lines of if you're not in the business you don't have a right to know what goes on behind the scenes and that's a big problem with now with social media is everybody feels like they have a right to know uh you know your personal life or who you're dating now or what you have for dinner they feel like they have that right and they just don't and that's a problem now is everybody kind of interjects themselves and everybody's an expert on everything um even us like i can say <laughs> sometimes i'm an asshole and consider myself an expert even though i know i don't know everything but you know you're, you're no know, expert you're just a podcaster i'm just a podcaster <laughs> in so many words according to some people um so but no that's that's a big thing now is everybody thinks because of social media they deserve to know what's going on in your life and that's just not true at all well, no not at all i completely to stay behind agree. the curtain yes i say if you're a fan stay a fan unless you take interest in actually becoming a professional wrestler then that is different but it's not as simple as, okay, I took my first bump and then I'm going to know all the gossip that happens in wrestling. That's not how it works. That is not how it works. And I'm sure that 99% of wrestlers out there will agree with me when I say this. If you are a fan, stay a fan. If you're a wrestler, then you know exactly where you lie. You don't, we don't need, nobody needs to tell you what you need to do and what not to do because you should know at this point. It's common yeah. sense. But as a fan, stay as a fan. And I feel like, again, I don't like, Amy at all that's why I gave her an RKO because she deserved it but I will agree with the fact that <laughs> social media it could either be a good thing or a bad thing and a lot of people misuse social media and I feel like a lot of fans try to parlay their way into wrestlers lives and make basically like a telenovela out of it like <laughs> why I don't understand like oh well this person cheated on this person and now they're dating this person or oh they bought a house over here but they're living a secret life over here in uh the Bermuda Triangle like who cares why are you getting so invested in their personal lives let them do let us do our job like I'll tell you this I've been in the business for roughly about on average going on four years Ask, like, I, I can't even tell you two people or even one person in this business that knows where I live. I am very reserved about my personal life. I don't let anybody know anything in particular about it unless it's something like, a, like oh, well, I like to do, like, sketching on my free time because I do like to sketch every now and then or I do X, Y, Z at this time of day or whatever. I don't let anybody know because I don't want anybody knowing exactly what goes on beyond, like, behind the scenes. My personal life is my personal life. I respect my privacy, and it's not to disrespect anybody in particular. It's just I would rather live my life without issues. I just, I like a stress-free life, and I like keeping to myself. If I ever hang out with anyone, I literally just hang out with my guys in Controversial Link. And maybe a couple of other people, but unless C and Salazar are there, you will never see me alone with anybody else. I, I, I carry myself in a very particular way um, out of professionalism and out of self-respect because the last thing that you want or need in your life is to be in someone else's mouth because mm -hmm. the gossip is ridiculous. Yep. It's sickening. It is very, very sickening. So you know what? I know how I, I, I found a solution to the problem. 
way before anything ever happened in any given time. So you know what? I'm good. It's just other people need to learn how to stay in their lane. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Same thing with us, you know, being that we were fans and now we're podcasts and, you know, they we there's the joke that when we show up, everybody goes, oh, the media is here. The media is here. Uh, we have to know who, you know, who we are and we have to remember to stay in our lane as well because when we arrive early to a show, we're backstage. Guys are still setting up. Things are still getting put together. And we'll hear someone talking about a match. And, you know, I try not to hear the finish because I still want to be kayfabe. Kayfabe's <laughs> yeah. dead, but I always tell people like Will Austin or Alex Ocean, they'll be talking about the match. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. like, don't, don't tell me the ending. You know, so yeah. there's, you know, there's always that. So we have to know where we belong as well in that, in that realm of life. You know, um, LaBrava, Joe, I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, every episode is all my saying always comes out is professional wrestling is an escape from reality. And, you know, on social media, why I think it's, it's detrimental to professional wrestling because of the fact that if you do something bad in the ring, let's say Frank, you know, in, you know, Pawtucket sees it and he goes, he just, he drills in and he makes it about himself. Like, oh, I didn't like that, blah, blah, blah. No, it, I, you may not have liked it, but Joe in Hollywood, Florida liked it. Chris in Broward liked it. You know, it's an escape from reality. It's not for everybody. It's only for, you're trying to get that one person and every other yeah. person too. Exactly. Like, and there's also the fact of like, oh, if you do like a simple mistake, uh, an innocent mistake because things happen in wrestling not everything is going to go according to plan all the time everybody knows that at this point but I feel like if you if you do a mistake and then you're just like oh well look at this person look at what they did and you were part of that match that's 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 really crappy first of all because I'm pretty sure that you've done a couple of mistakes in wrestling matches and it's not fair for you to shit on other people that's just it's it's not cool because you wouldn't want somebody doing that to you Oh, but it's okay for you to shit on somebody else. Great. Right. It's great. It doesn't make you superior. It doesn't make you better than anybody. I feel like everybody was at a certain point in their career where they were messing up or doing this and doing that. And we just try to get better and better. Now, if you're not getting any better, that's different. That mm -hmm. is different. But if you're getting better every single time, why are you going to go ahead and shit on someone else's career? Right. Who are you to dictate someone else's wrestling career? Who are you? You're a worker just like everybody else, plain and simple. We are. We can go back to the, to the one board no, association. The way you talk, like it just puts me in like. I'm like, oh my god. There's like that he's in his zone right now. Yeah, dude. You you get into it, and I can see when you're when when Lebrava's coming out, and I'm just like, oh my god, you're just like amazing at everything you do. Um, so real quick, we'll finish up the one word associations here. Uh, sure. I wanted to get one, uh, Savio Vega. Oh my God. I absolutely love him so much. I won't forget the day that I had met him and it was actually at an NGCW event in, uh, in Orlando and our merch table was literally right next to Savio Vegas. And it was so great just listening to him talk about like, Puerto Rico as a whole, because I'll be very honest, I didn't know what Puerto Rican wrestling was until I met uh, Mr. C and Salazar, mm -hmm. because over here, it was a big deal with ECW back in the day, WCW, NWA, WWE, especially back when it was WWF. 
um, the Monday Night Wars, this and this. But I had never really heard of like um, CWA, like CWA or AAA or any of these other promotions from other countries, except for like Progress and New Japan, because I mm. avidly used to watch uh, Progress Wrestling a lot back in the day uh, and New Japan, um, Ring of Honor and other uh big promotions too but I had never really gotten into the Puerto Rican wrestling because I didn't have anybody to introduce me to it until I met them and it was great to actually sit with Savio Vega and just listen to the stories about like the people that he wrestled um the different psychology that's used in Puerto Rico and it was he's he's somebody like if he could just run a seminar for like two hours like please make it five hours so like <laughs> I could just collect everything that's in your head that would be great He's like a, a, a big book of knowledge when it comes to wrestling. And I have so much respect and so much love for him. He's a great person. And, um, you know, I can't, I never, I would never have anything bad to say about that man. He's truly a very well-respected, well-lovable man. He's really, really awesome. All right. You ready for the last one? It better not be Marina, because I will say that she's an automatically grade A, number one classified bitch. Rafizi. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, this, was this the cringe moment that you guys were talking about? <laughs> one word association for Rafizi. God, no. Not even one word isn't even enough to cut it out. Like, are you kidding me? He's like a tick. In, 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 like, he's the tick in, that's it, that's the constantly like making the dog go like this. Like, every single time I literally itch every single time I see him because I, he, he's a tick. Like, why are you here? Why? I don't understand. What are you doing here? I'm so sorry I asked that question. I want to still super kick him really hard in the face for the fact that he smacked my rear end. So I'm going to get my payback. Twice. Twice. I Twice. Twice, yeah. That's the worst part. Twice. Poor Saint Lucy and oh god, where was the other one? Uh shit. Oh, the hotel. The hotel, the pre-tapings. Yes. Oh my <laughs> god. I will grab that stupid sombrero and make him choke on it once I shove it down his throat. Oh my god. The sombrero's <laughs> just as big as he is. Are you kidding me? It's not even gonna fit down his throat. <laughs> all right so <laughs> glad we got that out of the way uh i wasn't gonna ask you about cha-cha charlie um oh you already know how i feel about him all right so being a this is this is towards uh the end here chris you have another question i want to ask uh one last thing before we wrap this up no um i just want to make a comment you were talking about savio vega and the puerto rican wrestling and everything like that all my times of watching puerto rican wrestling I, I always say that's the closest to New Japan and like British strong style wrestling as you can get without being there because it's not like, you know, the Mexican style of luchador wrestling. It's more of a strong style, like in your face. Yep. And I think that's the misconception that, that people think of Puerto Rican wrestling because they see the AAA on, on, from Mexico on TV and they're like, oh, Puerto Rico is just the same way when it's not like in the mid 2000s i found i found out that abyss was down there for a whole year and he had a year-long storyline in hardcore matches and strong style matches and everything like that and i think it's just it's a missed opportunity for the like wrestling fans that they don't you know 
you know take a glimpse of it i completely agree and it's like the the atmosphere over there it's completely different i remember the first show that i did in puerto rico it was back in november of 2019 i will never forget the date if you guys still have a little bit of time for a short story i promise yeah, I'll make yeah, it. yeah 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 um, C and Salz, I could tell you, uh, when we went there, I mean, obviously C has wrestled there a handful of times. Uh, I believe it was Salazar's first time wrestling there. I'm not entirely sure. I'm, but I'm like 99% sure it was, it was my first time there. I didn't wrestle there, but I did manage the boys. They were in like a three or fatal four way, um, TLC match. And they were literally the opening match, an opening match being a TLC match. That's crazy and it would the arena itself it was like every like every seat was filled people were going nuts and you heard the historical wah and and like with every punch every kick every move every everything everything it was just bizarre and like you would talk crap to the crowd and they would just fire back at you these aren't your typical wrestling fans where they're like oh boo no they will call you things that you never thought in your entire <laughs> life you would be called they get very creative with their insults with their cheers with their chants everything it's crazy the atmosphere over there it's i've never felt anything like that before to this day it's probably if i had to pick like top three crowds that would probably be number one on the list right up to par with miami mm-hmm. because that puerto rican crowd was crazy but we're talking about like five thousand people like screaming yeah. and then you have the horns like the beep, 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 those historic horns that you always hear in the matches it was great and like i will never forget there was a situation that had happened where the guys were trying to set up a table and actually one of the tables uh kind of like gave out and the crowd was basically like whoa they were making the biggest deal out of it but we were able to set it up and they celebrated that we actually set the tables up. <laughs> and everything. So they, thanks for the clout, guys. We really appreciate it. But it's stuff like that. And that's that's what I love about wrestling. That's like one of the biggest things that I love. It's just the crowd. The, the crowd literally, like, it gives you that energy to keep going, you know? Like, it's insane. Puerto Rican wrestling is really, it's something completely different. And you're absolutely right on the whole strong style thing. They're very very strong style um i'll put them up to par with british strong style wrestling Mm -hmm. and um strong style wrestling over in japan too it's different psychologies on all three different uh styles of wrestling but those puerto ricans hit hard (laughs) (laughs) um but they're it's it's great learning something different the psychology like i said it's different and i love learning from the guys what better way to learn from actual Puerto Ricans. And mm-hmm. I trained with one of the members of Controversial Link. Um, and then one of the other members, um, frequently they come down so that way we can all train together and everything. And just because I'm a girl, they don't hold back. They, you're <laughs> you're one of the guys if yeah. you're in wrestling. You either hit and don't get don't don't complain about it. You get hit, that's it. Take it, you know? Yeah. And because of them, I'm not afraid to take a hit from anybody. There's, I don't there's plenty of it. videos of like Asuka doing that in Japan where she's just getting her ass beat by the dudes like in the middle of the ring and it like i watched one and my uh, my wife had watched it with me and she was like dude she's really getting hit and i'm like yeah that's what they do in japan they don't play that shit they, no. they respect that's one of the last places that wrestling is respected as mm-hmm. storyline just the match that's taking place in the ring yeah it had because japan 
it's different from the U.S. And I say like you, the U.S. It has its discipline and everything, but nothing really compares to the discipline that they put you through or xyz over in japan like you're up at like four o'clock five o'clock probably even earlier in the morning sometimes you barely get any sleep you have to clean up the dojo you have to do this you have to do that i've heard stories from people that have traveled to japan um my uh current trainer right now he's actually been to japan before on a tour and other people that i've trained with and they'll tell you stories it's crazy i would absolutely be floored to go to japan one day and even though the discipline over there is rough you got to do what you got to do if you want to make it big. Yeah, there was a story that um, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson said about their first tour of Japan when they went to Cor- was it Corrigan Hall um, that the crowd doesn't make noise. Isn't They're very so silent. They, there's no clapping, no matter what high spot or anything. They don't make a noise until the match is over. That's true. Wow. I, I want I want to know personally, like why people say, oh, well, it's because they concentrate like that crowd is more about like the art behind the character. Like if mm-hmm. you know how to move your character well or everything, I can't opinionate on it because I've never been to Japan before and I don't want to be the know-all because I'm not. Uh, but that's what people say. And like some people that go over there, they really know how to work, but like work their own character because some people, like sometimes the, ja- the Japanese crowd like say for example, two stars, um, Kenny Omega when he was big over there, um, Okada when he like back in the day when they were going at it um, in uh, Wrestling Kingdom and everything, these people that really know how to like carry themselves in the matches and everything, like holy crap, it's a Japanese crowd and they're <laughs> losing their absolute nuts over yeah, there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just they 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 stay silent and and yeah. Carl Anderson said when he came out he goes there was no pop. He goes, I didn't think that this match was going to be any good because, like you said earlier, you performed off the, um, off the atmosphere and the audience and everything like that. So if they're silent, you have to get yourself up. You have to prove yourself. Yep. It, it's, it, I think it's more of a respect thing, at least for like from an observation. It's more like, okay, you're in our territory. Mm-hmm. We're not in the U.S. This is different, uncharted territory. For you. What are you bringing to our table? Yeah. that's more that that feels like it's like the mentality and it's good it's good to have that kind of mentality i'm not even mad about it because we're coming over to a different country with our style of wrestling wrestling their guys with their style of wrestling two different styles so mm-hmm. if you can get yourself over with your style while learning their style of wrestling that's respect you 100%. know 100 so, 100%. so- as you know, we briefed you that we would be asking you one of the tougher questions, and we asked this question to everybody. And that question would be if you, if controversial ink, because I want you to put me in the place of controversial ink right now. Okay. There's three of you sitting around a telephone, telephone just rang. You have two contracts in front of you WWE, AEW. Which contract does controversial? Because I think of you guys as one whole unit. What contract is? Thank you very much. You actually became my favorite person just for saying that. Yeah. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, I appreciate that. See, I can be nice sometimes. So <laughs> you have to catch a- me on a good day. AEW, WWE, same date, same contract, same title run. Labrava champion, controversial link champions. What contract do you pick up? I think if we didn't say uh, at a certain point, like. WWE came way before AEW was even a thing. 
Mm -hmm. um and all of us ever dreamed of like being like toe-to-toe with our idols that are in WWE right now and just working for a huge company like that like everybody would like if somebody were to say oh well I'll go with this company blah 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 blah. I mean everybody says whatever they want at the end of the day but me personally I've always wanted to go to WWE as a kid and I would say I want to go to WWE I want to go to WWE and everything um because everybody wants their WrestleMania moment. Everybody wants their SummerSlam moment. Everybody wants to make an impact in the Royal Rumble. Everybody wants to make an impact in the Elimination Chamber. Everything. Everybody grew up watching WWE, WCW, ECW, the Monday Night Wars, all that. So I would have to say WWE only because of my childhood. Only because of my childhood. Because that's what I grew up watching. Now, as a current wrestler and everything, it would be hard to decide Mm -hmm. because if somebody says, oh, well, somebody will probably say, oh, well, it just depends where I get the push. You get the push depending on how hard you work. Mm -hmm. So it really just depends. You could go to AEW and you could be putting decent matches and you won't get the push, but you'll think in your head, well, I'm giving great matches, not according to management, right? but hey, I moved over to WWE and I'm getting a huge push. So like, there's something there. Mm -hmm. And again, not everybody knows the story of like what happens behind the scenes. Because again, the wrestling media and everything, sometimes they just do it for clout, just do it for clicks, blah, 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 blah. They make up these fantasy stories, blah, 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 blah. So nobody ever really knows the truth, you know? So... I will tell you, Sebastian Cage answered longevity. Yes, I won. He did not give us an answer on either company. He did not say a company's name. He said longevity is where he will go. And that is a very answer. It was funny because we got off the computer and we spoke, me and Chris called each other. And I was like, wait, did he mean this? And Chris is like, wait, he probably meant this. And we were both on opposite ends of the spectrum. So that answer alone kind of threw us through that loop of like where... Where is he talking about? And I still haven't asked him. I, I'm not going to. I we literally, we, I literally, literally, once I said, like, my side, I go, that son of a bitch. <laughs> he broke us in. That son of a bitch. The only reason why I'll give you my side is he said longevity, and Joe thought it was the longevity of WWE's history. I thought it was longevity for health reasons. So AEW is a little bit of um, not as brutal. So we were on two different ends of the spectrum when it came to that, and yeah, I'm like, "That's so." Wait, I know he he got what he wanted. He worked. Yes. He and, worked, you yeah. guys. Oh yeah. my god! Yes. But, but going off of well, one last question, going off of the contracts. Um, yes. Say flip side, you can book a dream tag match of controversial ink versus a random opponent that's in professional wrestling. Doesn't have to be in WWE. Doesn't have to be only in AEW anywhere in the world a dream match that hasn't happened yet who are they going against opponents right now or are we talking yeah. about rock and roll express no opponents right now okay. oh man you guys really put me in the hot seat i wish i had the guys over here oh no i hope that they watch the podcast they're uh, really happy with the answer that i give them but um i would have to say probably the colognes probably that would probably be my answer they it's and it doesn't even matter and that's very possible it is 
That's very that possible. Is, it, is, it is very, very possible. You know, it is very, very possible. Um, I won't say a lot, but just keep on the lookout. When you say colognes, do you mean Carlito and Orlando? It doesn't matter in any in of the colognes. It does. It legit doesn't. Because they have the free bird rule. Yeah, they it's the free bird. Yeah. And, and guess what? We got the free bird rule too. It's okay. It's <laughs> hey, cool. Hey, I'll go to the with the colognes too. It's fine. <laughs> and like it's 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 great. And I I feel like it would be a good match. You know, they have um. They're all from Puerto Rico, so that's a common thing that they have. They're a great tag team, you know, and they've made a name for themselves over in Puerto Rico. Um, and I will give clout to my guys because they're freaking amazing. We're the most prepared faction in the entire world, dare I say. And I feel like a, a caliber match between these two, it would put ass to seats. Uh, it would get, it would give the fans what they're looking for. People would really tune in. They would have a lot of fun. Somebody just booked this already, man. Like, what is anybody waiting on right now? Like, I, I have a guy in CCW. I'll make a call. Uh, yes. <laughs> I know a guy who knows a guy who met this one dude one time. Um, yes. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Wrestling Paradox podcast, and you, La Brava, have finally stepped inside. So, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, you know, just like any other night, I guess I have to give you the floor as I always do everybody, uh, except Jackal. He fell asleep on me, but hopefully you won't yeah, fall yeah. asleep on us. Uh, we are going to give La Brava 60 seconds to tell the world why she is the kendo stick queen, why she is the sixth sense of controversial ink and why she is the most watched, the most demanded woman's wrestler in indie Florida today. Well, number one, I pride myself in being a very versatile wrestler. I'm very adaptable. Very, very adaptable. I don't care if you're a high flyer. I don't care if you're a technical wrestler. I don't care if you're a brawler. We can brawl in the streets. We can brawl in your house. We can brawl anywhere. I don't care where we wrestle. I don't care if it involves tables, ladders, chairs. I'm not afraid to get hurt. I am not afraid to break my poor precious nail and get it repaired at a nail salon. I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid of getting my hair pulled. See, all of this, natural. Pull as hard as you want. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if you have XYZ belts. I don't care about this. I'm always going to have a plan. You don't think that, I, you think that when I'm over here managing the boys that I'm not watching, that's the perfect opportunity that I have to do my homework on everybody backstage, to, for everybody that's in the wrestling ring. So at the end of the day, I always have a plan B all the way to Z. I'm always one step ahead. Always. There's a reason why I'm the sixth sense of controversially. There's a reason why I'm the candlestick queen, because I literally bash people's heads in with this candlestick and I leave marks. I let, I leave the arena or I leave venues or places with people talking about my matches because I know that I'm good at what I do. I'm confident in what I do. So if you're not behind the Bravo train or even controversial links train for that matter, what are you waiting on? You're cheering for the losing team. Why wouldn't you cheer for us? We know how to get the job done. A lot of people don't, and that's okay. That just gets us bigger opportunities. That's fine by me. Ladies and gentlemen, La Brava, <laughs> controversial Inc. Hey, Chris, what time is it? Say something stupid. 